0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to World Health Purdue's Health Huddle Podcast. Our mission for this podcast is to educate our members on global health issues and promote meaningful engagement in our societies through fruitful conversation, lifelong learning, and advocacy. My name is Ella Domingo, host of World Health Purdue's Health Huddle, and I'm a third-year doctor pharmacy student here at Purdue University. Today, we have the honor of hosting Lauren Miller, registered nurse and Purdue alum as this episode's guest to teach us more about nursing burnout. Thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today, Lauren. And could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got to where you are now?
1: Yes, Elle, it's so great to be here. I'm so glad that I can come and speak on this podcast and to kind of go into our topic today. Um, So like she said, I'm a registered nurse. Um, I actually just passed my boards um, last year in July. So I've been Nurse for almost a year now. Um, And I've, you know, kind of got into nursing um, just through caring for my grandparents, caring for other people within my family. Um, Never thought I'd be a nurse. Um, Always thought it would be like physical therapy or something within the healthcare field. I knew I wanted to help people. Um, But somehow God led me to nursing. So here we are. I
0: can absolutely see just from being friends these past few years how. Just natural it is for you to go out of your way to care for your friends, your family, um, all of those around you. So, you mentioned that you have been a nurse for almost a year. We have been going through the COVID 19 pandemic, and that really comes with a lot of challenges for all healthcare professionals, for patients, and everyone in that space. So, could you describe what you've been experiencing from? just the challenges and the mental, physical,
1: emotional aspects of your job? Definitely. So one of the first things that comes to the, my mind would be, you know, just the intenseness of this profession. Um, and, you know, the, the forefront of it is nurse burnout, um, I, especially with this COVID-19 pandemic, um, as it is kind of, you know, coming down a little bit. Um, it's still manifested in ways that have really have affected the nurses that I work with um, on an every almost every day basis. Um, I have experienced a lot of nurses being, like you said, physically, emotionally exhausted due to um, just these intense situations that we've been experiencing for almost two years now. Yeah, it's unfortunately just affecting a lot of the professionals in this career field. How would you describe? the different factors of burnout that you are experiencing as a nurse? The burnout that we're currently experiencing in the nursing field, um, I would say that it would include the number of patients that we're seeing, um, the long hours of shifts that we're working. There's also a nursing shortage that, you know, has been predicted to be astronomical within the next several years um, and is even manifesting itself know right now um and i'd also say it also has to do with high stress environments and emotional aspects like even though we're taught not to take our work home with us um, you know i think as a nurse it's you know part of our nature to care and i think a lot of it is you know emotional as you know we're, we're called to be these healthcare professionals but i think it's also um forgotten easily about, you know, how it's an emotional field as well.
0: Right. That's so true. You walk with these people through their day, you provide them care, you talk to them, you learn so much about their lives. I guess we can dive into each of the factors that you mentioned. So long hours, the shortage, the high stress, and then the different emotional aspects. So what do those long hours look like and how does that affect
1: your transition for from work to home? Nurses can work like a variety of shifts. If you're a full-time nurse, you can typically expect to work anywhere between 36 to 40 hours a week. I've seen nurses work like 8, 10, 12-hour shifts, sometimes even longer, and of course that doesn't, you know, exclude weekends or holidays. So we're, we're working like around the clock all year round. Um, it's not just specific to one Monday or Friday, nine to five work day. And that can also include like day shift, mid shift, um, night shift, sometimes even like a late morning shift. So like you have healthcare professionals, you know, coming in at all times of the day, trying to kind of help relieve the load of patients that come in throughout the day because of these long hours that you know humans are expected to work it's can cause a severe lack of sleep especially so i work night shift in the emergency department and so i'm seeing as you know i work these difficult shifts that fi- trying to sleep through the day while also trying to stay awake all night i burn through a lot of coffee and so i would say that you know i in the process of trying to maintain this shift. I'm experiencing, you know, less interaction with family, with loved ones, um, my friends. There are times that I can't necessarily fall asleep or fall back asleep. So running on fumes can definitely take a toll on how these, you know, shifts go. And so it can be very difficult to, you know, kind of maintain a regular lifestyle, even outside of work on top of the shift work that we're doing already.
0: Yeah, that seems like that's a lot to handle. There's so many things that you need to keep straight in terms of administering medications, making sure that patients get up and and ambulate and prevent any blood clots and all of the things that nurses do. You you communicate with providers, you communicate with all of the staff and the healthcare team. I guess that ties into the high stress environment and the nursing shortage that you mentioned. So could you go into you're experiencing the shortage day to day in the, the high stress environment and what that just
1: looks like. Absolutely. So, starting with the nursing shortage, so I did some research and I found that, you know, in 2019, um, nursing, like staff in general, were the third highest in demand for, you know, one of the top careers in the US. And this was pre pandemic. So, we were in dire need of nurses even before. 2020 hit, um, and COVID-19 kind of took its toll. And we're left with a lot of turnover with nurses retiring, leaving the profession just, you know, because of burnout. There's so many people leaving earlier than they initially had planned. So, and a lot of the nurses right now are over the age of 50. Most hospitals, they've either been working their several years, maybe plan to retire later on, But we're seeing that now a lot of people are choosing to retire a lot sooner than first predicted. And that's causing a lot of seasoned, knowledgeable nurses to be leaving this great profession that they once loved. And I even found that in a 2015 study, like they predicted that over 1 million nurses will retire between now and 2030, which at first I was like, wow, that's far ways away. We got plenty of time. But 2030, I feel like it's just right around the corner. It's so difficult because I've not necessarily seen this in the ER, but I've found that on other medical units that nurses that have been there for several years are just getting so tired in you know, physical and emotional and all these aspects that contribute to burnout. Patient care, that's our whole career. We want to provide the best care possible for these patients, but it's so difficult when you don't have the staff to cover, you know, for different patient to staff ratios. My next point with the high stress environment, so many things happen within a 12-hour period or even like the 8 hours or 10 hours that I mentioned previously. I don't particularly work at a trauma center, but with working in the ER, you see a lot of things walk through the door on a daily basis. And so the different acuities of patients can vary by a mile and different patient needs vary. You're communicating with family members, you're communicating with staff, trying to balance several patients at a time. It's, it's so hard. I wish I could communicate just how much it is. It's like a huge balancing act. It's so hard when we don't have the staff or we have so much on our plates that it's so hard to just, you know breathe sometimes it's it's so difficult right and i think part of that is just sitting there
0: and taking it in and validating what you're feeling mm. because there's so much that everyone is going through there's a lot going on at once i can only imagine especially in the er just taking a moment to celebrate every small Win throughout the day, mm-hmm. I can imagine is maybe one of the ways that you probably get through it. But there's so many aspects that just really weigh down emotionally, and maybe can take a toll. What are the emotional aspects that go into everything that
1: you've just described? I don't know if I mentioned I'm from Purdue, but boiler up. Um, so I, yeah, new grad, just graduated last May, and obviously. Purdue is a university that sets the bar high in everything we do. You know, the expectations that I set for myself, the expectations that the university places on me, the expectations that the hospital that I work for places on me. By any means, I'm not perfect, but man, do I mainly strive for that perfection. As we're not perfect beings, the emotional toll can easily take a swing to. The confidence. We're learning so many new skills, procedures, and we're constantly learning on the job. A lot of my studies at Purdue included simulations and paper. Even, you know, during COVID, we had a lot of Zoom meetings that, you know, would try and incorporate um, simulations online or, you know, it was so difficult throughout the pandemic to continue that learning that we were needing at the time. But I mean, we made it work and we powered through it. We still learned all this information, but a lot of nursing is just learning it on the job. And there's a lot of teaching that still happens. I'm still learning new things every single day. But in the process, I mean, as I'm trying to learn, there's also tasks that need to be completed. You know, the turnover patients that we see in the ER, like I said, I mean, you could have an empty ER with, you know, for a couple hours. And then a couple hours later, you have 10 people checking in all at once. You know, it's so hard to focus on, you know, each patient's problem, you know, all the while attending, like I said, the patient emotional, physical needs, as well as like family members answering questions. And some of these patients come in, you know, really sick, especially in the emergency department, you're seeing patients for a short while and then you either discharge them or you admit them to the hospital. They're not there for several days. They're, you know, there for maybe a few hours and then they go home or they go up, you know, go up to the medical floor. Um, So um, it's so hard not to be able to establish like a personal, you know, professional relationship with each patient It's in our nature, I feel like, as nurses to be caring and to just know the person that we're taking care of. And like I said, some of these people are so sick that it's hard not to be emotionally involved. Sad things do happen and it's, you know, hard to kind of deal with, you know, the emotions about what's happening in front of you, but then having to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and walk into the next room and take care of the next patient's needs. That does sound really hard. Just hearing you speak about your
0: experiences, I'm really curious, how do you approach giving yourself time to process emotions and validate that what you're feeling is real? And then how do you also know when it's time to, like you said, pick yourself up by the bootstraps? And just be strong and and move into the next
1: situation and provide care for that patient. I've tried a variety of things out and I'm still working on a lot of different things to kind of cope with a lot of the things that happen um, on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, I'm finding that, you know, I'm very much involved in my faith and I've found that, you know, praying throughout the shift, um, even before and after, um, you know, I go in with a mindset that, you know, I want my patients to be safe and healthy. And I'm just offering them up to, you know, the Lord that they, you know, just take care of me as well as my coworkers and my my patients. Um, and I found that that's been such a, a blessing to have my faith be involved, even within my shifts. I've also found that, you know, talking it out with my fiance, um, with my friend's family, I've even debriefed with coworkers, you know about situations that have been difficult within the job itself. I'm not going to rule out that I've not cried. I think crying is <laughs> such a healing thing in um, what you mentioned, you know, recognizing when it's okay to not be okay, striving to become almost perfect. It's definitely more than acceptable to have a good cry session and to really just to let those emotions flow out because I found that without talking about it, it can definitely just, you know, lead to you just shutting out a lot of different resources, like your friends, your family, and it can lead to just even more of a, a burnout. So, I mean, I think talking it out, like I definitely like know of nurses that, see therapists um, on a regular basis and they've absolutely loved it and have found so much relief and healing from you know debriefing therapy wise and even I know on my weird night shift schedule I found that you know working out going to the gym on a walk I'm still figuring out different outlets for how I can better take care of myself but I think it's also kind of a, a learning process too it's It's been a process, but it's been good also trying to figure out what's works what works best for me.
0: That is so true. It's all a process. I think as of right now, there's a lot of studies out there on burnout and what we can do and different professions experiencing burnout and shortages. So I think it's important to say that it's real. Knowing us as humans, we are... Resilient, and we find ways to adapt to even the most difficult situations. So, I wanted to ask you specifically with your experiences in nursing what initiatives do you see happening at your hospital, within your circled co workers, or just within yourself to improve this difficult sort of season of burnout?
1: So, I'd have to say that a lot of the hospitals right now are working on you know retention of nurses in um, healthcare staff in general. you know I know there's all these programs to kind of especially for new grads um, you know as a cohort um, to kind of be able to have like class sessions to kind of talk about you know what we're going through actively and having like resources that we can utilize to prevent burnout. And so I know different hospitals have different yoga sessions or they have a quiet room where it's like, you know, a peaceful setting that people can access throughout their shifts. And I I know that I think the hospitals are really just focusing on the initiative to bring nurses closer together, because I think at a time like this, it's so easy to just frustrated and to just separate from the group that you're you've been a part of for several years but um, ultimately I I think the goal is to bring people together and to recognize that this is something that we're all going through yeah just providing different outlets for these professionals that are just needed to help prevent more burnout yeah
0: we might be providing the care And that's really important because that's why we love our careers and why we love what we do. But it's also really important to recognize that people who provide the care also need care and support and to be listened to. And then I think the very last thing I really just wanted to ask you is to take time to celebrate everything that Your profession does that, nursing does. Nurses are awesome. My mom is a nurse as well. So I see the impact, the nurturing qualities that you all have. My last question would be What are you excited to celebrate with how you've grown and how you've been pushing through these challenges and learning from them?
1: Yeah, um, I would say that you know, like you said earlier, it's kind of the little wins, little victories throughout the days. And I'd honestly say, I mean, there are so many small victories that I tend to overlook throughout a shift, but I mean, it can be as simple as getting an IV started that, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just things that I never foresaw myself being able to master. I'm mastering And I think I tend to overlook, like I said, those things that I've accomplished and I should be so proud. But yeah, just taking the little victories, like telling my nurses, you know, hey, like I just did this really difficult thing. They're so supportive and they, you know, do a little celebration with me and then we move right on to the next task. And so, I mean, like, just like you said, recognizing the small little victories throughout my shift is huge. And I I think, you know, what I mentioned earlier about the confidence, you know, like I said, I have been learning so many new things like new skills, procedures, like all these things that just have accumulated in my brain over the past almost year. I do have what it takes to take care of people and to make it through these shifts, having those small victories, you know, telling yourself throughout these shifts that you are making a difference, you are doing a great job, like you're learning all these new things all the while you are making a difference in these patients' lives. And so I would just say that to any younger generation of new nurses coming up, just be prepared to, you know, constantly learn. It may take a few fails in order for you to, you know, build that confidence, but I promise that it's, it's, it's coming, it's in the works and I'm, I'm still figuring it out as well. It take it almost one minute at a time. I know some people say, take it one day at a time. I feel like in the world of healthcare, it's taking it one minute at a time. And, you know, like I said, focus on you, focus on, you know, the patient that you're taking care of. You're making a world of difference, even if it doesn't feel like it in that moment. So that's what I'd probably have to say about that.
0: Absolutely. A huge yes to everything that you said. Taking that time To really hold on and latch on to your community, the people that are around you, and celebrating everything that they're contributing, everything that you're contributing, and being intentional and mindful of the moments that you have together, and recognizing that what you are doing as a nurse, as an individual, is amazing. You are caring for people, and that's probably why you applied for nursing school in the first place, and you're out there and you're doing it. So taking those times, those simple moments to lift others up, lift your coworkers up, lift your patients up and, and lift yourself up that, yes, it is real that difficulties will come your way, but you are doing amazing work and touching so many lives every single day. So I'm in pharmacy and I very much just look up to so so many of um, my nursing colleagues. So it was really wonderful just learning from you today and hearing all of your amazing perspectives on everything that you're experiencing in your career, all of the realities, but also all of the victories that you have, all of the contributions that you're making to our community. So with that... I really just wanna thank you, Lauren, for your time and everything that you've said tonight. And I hope that our listeners also have taken value in this conversation and, and this vulnerability. So thank you again, Lauren.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure to be on here. And like I said, boiler up, boiler up. And to our listeners, give us a follow on Spotify.
0: And that's all for this episode. Stay safe and stay well. And we will see you next time in our next health huddle.